Welcome again to Gethsemane Sundays from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Our presiding minister is Reverend Deborah Muter, music by Aaron Smith. The following was recorded November 22nd, 2020. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to the one of the least of these who are members of my family, You did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are cursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, a stranger, naked and sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. So we're finishing up Matthew 25. We've been in Matthew 25 for the last, this is the third of three weeks. And before we get too far into this particular reading, I'm going to back up a little bit and ask you a question from three chapters before. And it's a question that comes from an area that we actually did not read um, because we were celebrating Reformation and All Saints. That's the reading would have happened if we didn't have those, those occasions that superseded the, the readings that came along with that day. So in Matthew 22, but you know what? You know this one anyway. And I actually am looking for an answer, so you can say it out loud. Eileen, you get first shot. You can get help. You can phone a friend. I don't know if you know what that means, but you can get help from the people around you if you want. When asked, 
What did Jesus say was the most important commandment? Right, Aaron's on the right track there. Love is the most important part. Yeah, love. Love the Lord your God with what? With all your heart and your mind, right? It says, so, so the Pharisees came and they tried to trick him. And because they, they thought, if we ask him which commandment's the most important, there were hundreds of commandments. And so they, he, they thought they, he can't get it right. But of course he could. You shall love the God, Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's the greatest and first commandment. And the second is just like it. What? Love, you know, love your neighbor. It's worth a try, right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Which don't forget that says as yourself. It means God says we should love ourselves as well. Not more than others. So it's this constant balance. God loving others as much as we love ourselves. That will do it. On all the other commandments hang all the law and the prophets. That's what Jesus says in Matthew 22. So then we get to this reading from Matthew 25, often referred to as the sheep and the goats. Right? This image of the end times where Jesus, the great judge, the great king, right? Son of man comes in glory and he's going to separate the sheep from the goats, from the good from the bad. Who has done good? And that is correct grammar in this case. Done good things, right? And who has done bad? Or the absence, actually, of good. Now, here's what happens in these things, our human brains. We do what we always do because this is because we're human beings as we think of ourselves and the people around us. And we think about, uh-oh, at the end, I'm going to be judged, so I better do something good. What if we just look at what Jesus really wants to get across in this? He wants to get across what that commandment is about, love. He wants to give an example, an illustration of how it happens and how important it is. That's what we're going to focus on. Because Matthew 25 is not, I'll tell you what it's not first before I tell you more about what it is. It's not really about judgment, though there is judgment in there. It's not about sneaky angels in disguise, especially the sneaky part. It's not about the idea that we should be nice to everybody because they might be Jesus. It's close, but not quite. It's not about making sure that we serve the king appropriately. See, here's the difference. If I am nice to you because you might be Jesus, I'm only being nice to you because I'm worried about my reward or punishment later. Can you see the difference between that and saying, Jesus tells me to be loving and kind and gracious and take care of everybody, no matter what. Matthew 25 is about treating one another with love and kindness and respect. Everyone. Jesus says, when you've done it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, it doesn't just mean people at this church or people who are Lutheran or people who are Christian. It means people, even the ones that drive you nuts, even the ones that don't deserve it. Forget the final judgment. 
Jesus has already promised to take care of that. Forget reward and punishment. I hope you know that you are loved extravagantly by God. God loves you. God wouldn't give us a command to love without giving us that love. And that's what God has done. On Christ the King, we get to especially enjoy this beautiful piece of art, our triumphant Christ. And it reminds us that Jesus died on the cross for us and rose to eternal life all for us. And it's very important to note, yes, he's shiny, he's white, he's wearing a crown, white robe, white crown, but what does he also have? It does have a beard. Something else. Four little tiny things. Nail holes in his hands and feet because he, though he is triumphant, we always remember that he's the crucified Christ. Right? Like this. That he died for us. And that Dying doesn't always feel like love, but in this case, he died so that all of our sins, all the whole debt of our sins could be paid, wiped away. And so that was that extreme, most extreme example of love. There's no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend. That's what Jesus did for all of us. And then he turns around and says to us, I love you, love others. Basically, you could take your Bible. Please, don't close it up and not look in it. But if you took your Bible and just said, Jesus says, I love you, I died for you, love others, you'd have the whole thing. And then you'd go read more so you'd have some details. Like this. What are we supposed to do? Well, apparently we're supposed to take care of other people. What kind of people? Good people, right? People who deserve it? Well, yes, and everybody else. Because this list doesn't always sound like the kind of people we want to help. I mean, why are they in prison anyway? Didn't we want to know that? Doesn't matter. You take care of them. That's why so many Christian people are involved in prison ministries, right? Something we've supported from time to time through door offerings. Hungry. Well, why didn't they get a job and buy their own food, right? That is not our business when we go to feed somebody. We just do it. Hungry. Thirsty right? Sick or in prison. And it doesn't say that you, you came and you healed me or made it all better. You just came and visited me and gave me love. And in doing so, we gave love. We give love to, to Jesus. It's not a, maybe this one is Jesus. We better be nice to this one situation. No. He says, when you did it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. That in doing that for others, every person you've ever helped, whether you are happy to do it or not, whether they deserved it or not, Jesus would say, you helped and you cared for me. And going from here, we continue. We are who we are because of whose we are, who we belong to, and that's Jesus. And how we treat others has nothing to do with them. That's hard to get past in our minds. It has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with us. We act in love. This is not be nice to people because they might be Jesus. This is be nice to people 
because they are Jesus. And that's what Jesus said. They may not look or act or smell or think like Jesus, but Jesus says it's him. Here and now in our lives. That's the big illustration that Matthew 25 brings us. It's an illustration of the greatest commandment and the greatest teaching from the greatest teacher and the greatest king ever, Jesus. Most kings don't get down on the ground and help those who are on the ground level. Jesus is the one who does. He was the king who laid down his life for all of his people. His cross was his, was his throne, and his home on high in resurrection is his throne forever. He brings us new life. He is our king and our greatest example, Jesus. Amen. This has been a Wayne Shout production.